You're listening to Worship Life Radio with Pastor Holland Davis of Calvary Chapel San Clemente on today's edition. But he brings sweetness into your life. He doesn't want you just to barely make it through life. He wants to bless you with abundance so that you enjoy life. God wants you to live a good life. I know there's some people that don't preach that. And there's some that preach it out of balance. But it's just right in Scripture. God wants you to live a full, abundant, joy-filled, exciting, enjoyable life. Are you enjoying your life? A life filled with abundance and happiness? Are you happy? In today's message, Pastor Holland declares that God intends for us to live abundantly and joyfully. God wants to bless us. Living joyfully comes from maintaining a close relationship with God. This means making His thoughts our thoughts and His desires our desires. We can't manufacture it. Only God can bring this to us as we draw nearer to Him. Let's not seek His handouts, but rather surrender to Him and become like Him. Let's join Pastor Holland in the book of Numbers chapter 22 as he continues his message, Justifying Unbelief. I used to think that church was a waste of time, even as a believer. I used to think that church wasn't relevant to my life until I had an encounter with God, until God revealed himself to me. God showed me who he was. And as a result of that encounter, I changed. I didn't care who I was in church with. I didn't care who I was around. I wanted to be where God's people were. I wanted to hear God's word because that was the only word of life. There's only one place where you get the word of life. It's from the Bible. I wanted to be where the Bible was being taught. And I was going every time the church door was open, Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday night, on the weekends, if people got together to talk about the scriptures, I was there. I wanted to be fellowshipping with other believers. I wanted to worship with other believers. I didn't care how old they were or how much money they made or how little money or if they wore the right clothes or they had the right look or, or they could fit into skinny jeans. These are really skinny jeans. Just on me, nothing looks like skinny jeans. I didn't care about any of that stuff. I just wanted to be where Jesus was. But, you know, we have a a church culture today that if you're not a surfer, we have the surfer church. If you're a surfer, you go to the surfer church. And there's people that I've, you know, talked to. Oh, you're a surfer? How come you're not at the surfer church? Oh, you're hip and cool. How come you're not at the hip and cool church? And we have all of these barriers that keep us from Jesus. Because what I've discovered is that if you have anything in front of you rather than just meeting with Jesus, then you're not pursuing Jesus. You're pursuing a lifestyle. You're pursuing networking. You're pursuing... I know some people, they only go where there's a target-rich environment. I want young men who are studly or young women who are beautiful with jobs. Got to have a job. That's the father speaking in me. 
I don't know if people actually think that, but if you come and ask me for advice for marriage, the first thing I ask is, what's in your bank account? What's in your wallet? Do you have a job? No. Um, but I just wanted to pursue Jesus. But that happened after I had an encounter with God, after I met him. What's interesting to me is we have our, our vert youth group. The kids that are most excited about bringing their friends are some of the kids that aren't even believers yet. They're like blown away. They're like, we're learning about this God. We're reading this book called a Bible. I remember one of the kids said, I think this thing can help me. <laughs> the Bible. I'm like, dude, you, I need to record you saying that and show it to the church. Maybe some of the believers will believe that. They've never been to church before. To them, it's not boring. To them, it's not irrelevant. To them, it's fascinating. They're like, wow, I've never seen this before. And it reminds me of me when I came to know Jesus. It reminds me of me when I was early in my relationship with God. See, I didn't grow up in church. I didn't grow up as a Christian. God spoke to me. God revealed himself to me. And it so radically transformed my life, I wanted everyone to know. It wasn't something that I was enculturated in. Troy thought, oh, we're going to church again. It's like, oh, we're going to church again. That God man that spoke to me, he's there. I want to talk to him some more. I want to be where he is. And my prayer for us is that we never take for granted the goodness of God in our lives or that we forget what it was like to be lost without him. That we come to that point where we become connoisseurs of church. I'm a connoisseur. I like my church a certain way. I like a certain kind of music and I like a certain kind of approach to the scriptures and I'm a connoisseur. There are those that like Ruth Chris' house. I'm kind of a sushi guy. I like to have a little selection. One of the things I've noticed in our culture today is we have a lot of connoisseurs but very little followers of Jesus. And I want to be a follower of Jesus. And unbelief will bring that discouragement to just be a pursuer of Jesus. And I want to be someone that encourages people to always just pursue him. Hey, it doesn't matter who is in the room. It doesn't matter who is around you. It doesn't matter just if God's people are gathering, if the word of God is being taught, you go and you learn and you meet Jesus and you grow in your faith. And let God speak to you because he wants to. And the third principle about unbelief is this, that unbelief keeps me from God's best. Keeps me from God's best. Remember what Joshua and Caleb said about the land in Numbers 14. They said, the land we pass through to spy out is an exceedingly good land. If the Lord delights in us, then he will bring us into the land and give it to us, a land which flows with milk and honey. This is a land flowing. There's an abundance with, of milk and honey. In other words, everything that we need is in this land. Everything. 
There's provision, which is milk, and there's pleasure, which is honey. There's not only does God meet your needs, but he brings sweetness into your life. He doesn't want you just to barely make it through life. He wants to bless you with abundance so that you enjoy life. God wants you to live a good life. I know there's some people that don't preach that. And there's some that preach it out of balance. But it's just right in Scripture. God wants you to live a full, abundant, joy-filled, exciting, enjoyable life. What kind of a God would just say, hey, come in and just be glad you're here? And you're going to suffer, you're going to have a miserable time, and then you're going to die. Praise God. (laughs) Be a bummer. But God wants you to have a good life. The problem is, if you're a visual learner like me, you have to see it to believe it. And if you've never seen it, then it's hard to imagine it. It's hard for me to imagine something that I don't know. It's hard for me to imagine something that I've never seen. And I would conjecture that the biggest reason that it's hard for us to believe the promises of God is not because we doubt God. Because if you say, hey, do you doubt God? No, God can do anything. I know God can do anything. But what's hard for us is that we don't see how it can happen. We can't imagine what we don't know. We can't picture what is, it's not readily available to us. And that's where faith comes in, where we're trusting God for things that we've never seen before, where we're trusting God about things that we don't know how it's going to happen. We're trusting God about things that we just don't understand. Like when you show up in a Bible study and you say, hey, we're going to start a church. We're going to start it on February 14th in 2010. And you make the announcement the end of December 2019, not realizing that you can't start a church in six weeks. It can't be done. We were so stupid, we didn't know that. So we just took a step of faith. And the rest is history. We had nothing. It's unbelievable. We didn't have a PA system. I just thought I'd have to sing really loud and play, you know. God gave us a PA system. All the stuff that, you know, we had no idea what we were doing. We didn't know what we didn't know, but we took a step of faith because we believed that this was what God wanted for us. It was God's best for us. You see, faith leads me to trust in God's promise because I trust in the promise maker, not because I trust what I know or I know what I'm getting into half the times. Even though I don't see God at work, I know he's working. Why? Because he's promised to do it and he's always been faithful to do it. God is the one that has always directed and he's always led. And when I've taken that step of faith based on where he's leading me, he's always come through. And I've taken many steps of faith where I absolutely have no idea what I'm doing. 
I remember one situation I stepped into and I felt like God was leading a direction and it seemed like all the doors closed and I, I called my wife on the phone and I said, honey, I just think I stepped into nothing. We're going to die. And she says, oh, it's okay. The Lord's going to provide. He's going to bless us. That's a good wife right there. Speaks faith. And guess what? God came through. Worship Life Radio with Holland Davis will continue right after this. Hi, this is Holland Davis, and I'm the pastor of Calvary Chapel in San Clemente. And I just want to take a moment and invite you to come and visit us at one of our Sunday morning services or to our midweek Bible study. Calvary Chapel San Clemente is a Jesus people community right here in the city of San Clemente, California. You know, we identify with our roots in the Jesus movement because that's where I came to Christ. And of course, that's where Calvary Chapel was born. When you come to our church, you're going to find a church that loves to worship the Lord with song. We love to study God's word verse by verse. And we love to share the love of God with other people. If that's the kind of church you're looking for, consider visiting us. You can find out all about us online at calvarysancomeni.org. We look forward to worshiping with you soon, and may God richly bless you. Now, let's continue with today's edition of Worship Life Radio. You see, I know that God is faithful to fulfill His promises in my life because of what He has done in the past. And I know that the same God who has worked in the past will can work in my present and work into the future. God has promised perfect peace. You will keep them in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on you. In Isaiah 26, 3, God has promised abundant life. I've come to you that you might have life and have it more abundantly. John 10, 10, God has promised fullness of joy. In your presence, there is fullness of joy. In Psalm 16, 11, God has promised to supply all our needs. Paul wrote to the Philippians and said, my God will supply all your needs according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus in Philippians 4, 19. But if I can't see it, if I can't imagine it, and I don't trust God can do it, then I'm going to settle for less. I'm going to settle for the easy way out. I'm going to settle for what I know. This is the best I know. I'm going to just stay here east of the Jordan. And I'm going to miss the promise. And here's the lesson for us. There's a danger in settling for less. There's a danger when you settle for less because history tells us that all of the tribes east of the Jordan were the first ones to be attacked when the enemy came in. And they were the first ones to fall. They were the first ones to be defeated when the enemy would attack. When you settle for less in your life, you are far more vulnerable to the attacks of the enemy. You're opening yourself up to attack. And Satan finds it easier to distract you, to lead you away from the presence of God because you're not in the promised land. You're not in the land of provision. You're outside the borders of his protection. And God wants you to be in the middle of his presence. And your heart becomes hardened to the voice of God. In 2 Kings chapter 17, verses 13 through 17, the Lord testifies against Israel. And this is years later, years later down the road. 
And he says this, yet the Lord testified against Israel and against Judah by all of his prophets, every seer saying, turn from your evil ways, keep my commandments and my statutes according to all the law which I commanded your fathers and which I sent to you by my servants, the prophets. Nevertheless, they would not hear, but stiffened their necks like the necks of their fathers who did not believe in the Lord their God. Who is he talking about? Those that died in the wilderness. He's talking about all those that died in the wilderness. And they rejected his statues and his covenant, the covenant to give them the land that he made with them, the covenant of betrothal with their fathers and his testimonies, which he had testified against them. They followed idols, became idolaters, and went after the nations who were all around them, concerning whom the Lord had changed them that they should not do like them. So they left all the commandments of the Lord their God, made for themselves a molded image, two calves, made a wooden image and worshipped all the host of heavens, that's astrology, and served Baal. And they caused their sons and daughters to pass through the fire. Speaks of sacrificing children to Molech, their babies. That's the modern version of which is Planned Parenthood, practiced witchcraft and soothsaying and sold themselves to do evil in the sight of the Lord to provoke him to anger. And here's the thing, it all started, it all started when they decided to settle for less. They decided to stay on the east side of the Jordan and not pursue the promises that God had for them. We're told that the descendants of Gade are the Gadarenes. When Jesus came to minister to them and he cast the demon out of the man that was living amongst the the graveyard there, the people came out and they told Jesus to leave. Just leave us. Just get out of here. We don't want to hear from you. These people that were the cattle ranchers, right? They had the sheep and the goats and the horses and the cattle and the, the big, massive, mighty livestock. And they've degraded from raising cattle to now they're raising pigs. And pigs were unclean. It was forbidden in the law for a Jew to touch a pig. It was unclean. And so by failing to go forward, what happened to them? They went backwards. By failing to step into the promises They went back into unbelief. And they actually ended up rejecting, rejecting the greatest promise of all, the promise of Messiah that was standing right in their midst, Jesus. They said, we don't want to talk to you. There are some of you that are standing on the east side of the Jordan. And you're listening to unbelief. And you're settling for what you see. You're settling for what makes sense. What's obvious to you. Because you don't see how God can provide. You don't see how his promise is going to come true. I've seen it time and time in people's lives. Where they settle for what they see. Where they settle for what's in front of them. Because they don't believe that God can provide what he's promised them. And they settle for less. Today is a day of decision for you. 
Are you going to stay on the east side of the Jordan? Or are you going to move forward with Jesus and step into the promises he has for you? The wholeness that you're after, the completeness that you're after, the joy that you're after, the peace that you're after, the healing that you're after is found in the body of Jesus and what he did for you. I shed my blood for you so that you could be forgiven. And all you need to do is receive this free gift of forgiveness. All you have to do is receive the work that I've done for you. And my perfect obedience becomes your perfect obedience. He who knew no sin became sin for us. We might become the righteousness of God. My righteousness is given to you. You're not righteous. He's righteous. He gives it to you. He's not a sinner. You're a sinner. And you gave your sin to him, and he took it. It's the divine exchange that happens at the cross. We give him our sin, and he gives us his righteousness. And here's the point of decision for each and every one of us. Am I going to move forward with Jesus or am I going to stay back with what I know and keep myself from him? Let's pray. Father, you said in your word, anyone who believes on Jesus will not be put to shame. We will not be put to shame. And the question remains for each of us, where do we put our faith? Where is our faith? Is our faith in you? Is our faith in what we know, what we see? Are we trusting you with everything? You invite us to sit down with you, Lord. And you say to us, you thirsty? You hungry? Come and drink. Come and eat. You weary? Let me take that off of you. You broken? Let me heal you. You scared? Let me fill you with my love. And you'll have nothing to be afraid of. Are you sick? Receive my healing power. If you've never made a commitment to Jesus, you can pray a simple prayer, mean it with all your heart, to say, Jesus, I surrender my life to you. I want to know you. I want to live for you. Forgive me for anything that I've done to offend you. Forgive me for breaking your law. Fill me with your Holy Spirit. Give me the power to live for you all the days of my life. In Jesus' name. Amen. Friends, we want you to know how special you are to us, but more importantly, we want you to know how special you are to God. God loves you, and He gave everything for you so that you could have eternal life. His Son Jesus died on the cross for your sins so that you could be forgiven and you could know that you're going to spend eternity in heaven. 
Why don't you pray this simple prayer, mean it with all your heart, and make that decision to surrender your life to Jesus Christ, to say, Jesus, I surrender to you. Forgive me for living my life without you. I don't want to live without you anymore. I want to live for you. Forgive me for breaking your law and fill me with your Holy Spirit and give me the power to live for you all the days of my life. And if you pray that prayer, you can have the assurance that you're going to spend eternity with Jesus in heaven. And I look forward to spending that eternity with you. You've been listening to Worship Life Radio with Pastor Holland Davis. As we wrap up today's message, we want to give you the opportunity to partner with us in this ministry. Our radio broadcast is, in a way, a virtual mission field. We're praying that every time a message is shared, someone's heart is drawn to Jesus. Would you join us in lifting up your fellow listeners to the Lord? Ask God to protect them and draw them closer each moment they listen. There's one other way you can partner with us. Would you prayerfully consider financially supporting Worship Life Radio? Every amount given, no matter the size, will be used to spread the gospel message. And we're so grateful for it. You can find out more and donate securely online at calvarysanclemente.org. Just click on Give. We're so thankful for your consideration in partnering with us here at Worship Life Radio. If you live in or near the San Clemente area, we'd love to have you join us for worship at Calvary Chapel San Clemente. We meet every Sunday at 8.30 a.m. and 10.30 a.m. And we have a Bible study on Thursdays at 6.30 p.m. Come for a time of singing praises to God, learning more from the Bible, and being in community with brothers and sisters in Christ. If you're unable to come in person, that's okay. You can still be a part of church by streaming our services online through our website. Find out more at calvarysanclemente.org. We hope you'll join us again as Pastor Holland will continue teaching through the book of Numbers here on Worship Life Radio. Every one of us is on a journey of grace. God wants you to be free and full of joy. Pastor Holland's message series, A Journey of Grace, will help you discover how to live the abundant life that Jesus promises to give you today. Order your personal copy of A Journey of Grace at worshipliferadio.com.